from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. People think, oh, all the talent comes from L.A. and New York, which I totally think those people are incredibly talented. But nobody says, oh, all the talent comes from St. Louis. It's also reinforced that they're not alone. So there's a lead character, Lady M, that leads not only with language and vocabulary, which is an important part of the, the initiative, but with guidance and wisdom. It is very okay to just go in the library and just spend a couple of hours just reading. I want to know three languages. Like, I wanted to start learning Spanish when I watched Dora the Explorer. Is something that those that have not had that experience can learn so much from when it's done well. I'm Elaine Cha. When you're about town, keep your eyes peeled for four cute kids, Tyler, Nevaeh, Jordan, and Grace, on buses, bus shelters, on billboards. These are the main characters of Drawn In, an ambitious early childhood literacy initiative out of 9PBS that officially launched last week. The premiere of the animated Drawn In show is airing now on Channel 9. Here to discuss Drawn In is Alex Stallings, Senior Director of Early Learning at 9PBS. Alex, thanks for coming over from the premiere party, so to speak, to join (laughs) us today. Well, thank you for having me. So before we jump into conversation, I would like to note, in the interest of full disclosure, that I was one of several volunteer community advisory members who've contributed to Drawn In. Now, Alex, Drawn In is an animated show but it's one component among many parts of a pretty comprehensive endeavor. First, what is the goal of the initiative? Sure. So it is ambitious, but I feel like our local talent has risen to the challenge. And so we wanted to be um, much like on-air content seeks to be everywhere you are. uh, We sought to be everywhere the children are. So we actually have Uh, content that shows in print through comic books, content that shows online and drawnin.org, and over the airways. As you've mentioned, the broadcast debut was just a few minutes ago. Uh, The ultimate goal, though, is to move the needle around area literacy rates. And we know that one of the number one ways to move that needle is by being and using culturally representative materials. And so really that is baked into this educational initiative. So you've talked a little bit about the components, and I see that you have um, brought some of them with you. Now, we're going to talk specifically about the show for very particular reasons. Now, PBS, one show that people immediately associate with PBS's Sesame Street, mm-hmm. which is set in New York City. and it's, its cast is very intentionally and by some measures even radically diverse in many respects. Now, more recently, programs like Molly of Denali, whose title character is an Alaska Native girl from a fictional village, Kaya, Alaska, has broadened who and where audiences see children living in and experiencing community. Now, one significant feature of Drawn In, an animated show and comic book form, is that it occurs in a place called Midland City. And it's called that because it's modeled after Midwestern cities 
like St. Louis. So going back to the goals of Drawn In, um, and given the ones that you've described in our conversation so far, why or how does place matter? Place matters so much in terms of authenticity. And we know that there is a heart and mind response to material that reads as authentic and that tells a whole true story and features local voices. And so we've, we learned from Molly of Denali, as you mentioned, that that story, the richness of the storytelling, that speaks to those that have had that lived experience, but also the authenticity of the story and the exploration of place, as you mentioned, is something that those that have not had that experience can learn so much from when it's done well. And what are some of the aspects that you think have been very have been done very well apropos of of St. Louis and place? It was very important to us that Midland City be relatable and that children see streetways in the ways that they would experience them and see sidewalks in the way that they experience them, even parks. As as those built environment elements were created, we talked with advisors um, of all backgrounds to ensure that that environment reflected a true lived experience and reflected it in a relatable way. So not just one segment of St. Louis, but uh, children that we seek to serve. Mm-hmm. What have been some of the responses that you've gotten from community members so far about the representation of uh, of the place, Midland City, and where the kids are, are going about? Well, one of the, um, in terms of cultural institutions, one of the strongest responses we received was actually from the Missouri History Museum. And as they have their coloring STL exhibit, they were they related to the way that that environment was sketched, created, and really have leaned in to tell that story around the, the buildings and the streets and the architecture. But for our goals, we're talking about the children. And when we are in classrooms with the children, when we're in community centers, which we have been for a year now with, with content, we have heard from from the children, not only when they're looking at Tyler, he looks like me, but let me tell this story. So they lean into telling the story because it, it feels very comfortable and relatable to them. And speaking of kids telling stories, at this time of day, kids are in school. And since Drawn In as a show wouldn't exist if it weren't for kids, we talked with youth who voice Drawn In so 7th grader Riley Adams, ninth grader Rico Martin Jr., and ninth grader Leia Yogi last week. They had some heartfelt things to share about their involvement with the show. I first asked Leia what appealed to her about voicing the character Grace. I think that it's really important to, especially like now, to show diversity on TV, especially to younger kids and the younger generations, because... You, you don't usually see that. You don't usually see an Asian girl on TV as much as you would see a white girl, which I think is really special and like almost really inspiring to um, younger kids and to me. So, Riley, Leia has touched upon representation, and you know, there has been more and more conversation about representation in media overall. Do you think of yourself as someone who's representing in your role as Nevea Andranen? 
Yeah, I do think I'm, like, representing this group, not only of, like, black kids, but of black girls and, like, black girls who aren't as, like, feminine. Like, there are so many, like, different aspects that go deeper and deeper and, like, attach to kids like me. And I think that's really valuable. And I think, like, every role someone plays, like, you get it because you bring something special to the role. So there's always, like, a certain aspect of representation you bring as yourself. And I think that's particularly shown well and drawn in because the group is diverse as a whole. So, like, that's the purpose, and it drives the point home even more. Enrico, you touched on on representation as well. For you and also for your family, has being in this role been particularly meaningful? Oh, of course. Um, Definitely, because this would have been, and I don't want to touch on the race aspect too much, but this could have been way different if I was playing. Um, My character didn't have to be African-American, but because he is, I am able to bring so much more of myself to this than I would have if he was more mixed. And so me and my family are so big on this whole thing about representation and not being afraid of where you come from. And um, my mom loves to say, never turn your black off. And I literally love that because it's um, it's okay to go out and show this is who I truly am. And I am able to do this with Tyler, even if it is animated. One of the reasons folks have been so excited about Drawn In is how St. Louis, the whole initiative has been. How has being part of Drawn In changed or affected your understanding of what community means? I think for me, it's been like helpful and like my own St. Louis identity because like neither of my parents are from St. Louis or Missouri. As a matter of fact, my dad is from Philadelphia and my mom's from like Mississippi, Louisiana, that type of thing. So like I don't really have an identity as like a St. Louisan as far as like lineage. So I think it's important that like anyone who is just like in the St. Louis community is like able to work on the show because it just shows that like, hey, if you're around, like we want you here. We want you to be with us. Leah, what do you think? Drawn in, it just kind of showed me like how much of a community I have behind me and how mu- how many of these people like support me and support Riley and support Rico. And I think that it's really special to see like all of these people come together and create this huge like amazing project. And to know that it's all from St. Louis is just even more insane because people think, oh, all the talent comes from LA and New York, which I totally think those people are incredibly talented. But Nobody says, oh, all the talent comes from St. Louis. So I think that's really special that we're showing like, oh, we have so many of these kids in the Midwest that can do the same things and that can show that kind of talent. So Drawn In is an entire initiative. It's not just this show, but there is this uh, literacy aspect that it's been there from the beginning. How do each of you feel about being involved with something that is intended to close the literacy gap. I think that um, the reading aspect and like the literacy aspect of the show is also like almost one of the biggest parts of this show. Like 
getting kids to want to read and to have that urge like, oh, I'm going to go home and I want to read. Because as you grow older, you don't really realize it until like, like I'm in high school and I'm not like I just realized how much reading, how much I love reading and how much reading affects me. And I think starting at a young age, like starting with the comic books and with the pictures, like that's where it all starts. That's where kids get their love for reading. Um, Yeah, I kind of want to add to that. Like right now in school, like we do a bunch of reading and I'm personally like I'm kind of a slow reader. And I feel like people don't really think that about me because, like, I have this big vocabulary and I talk a lot. Mm -hmm. And so they think, like, oh, she must really, like, read so much. And I don't really. And I read a bunch when I was younger. And I was like, I don't really know what happened. And I do know what happened. I had a lot more, like, television encouraging me to, like, read and things. Like, one of my personal goals for myself when I'm older, I want to know three languages. Um, And my love for, like, language and all of that stuff came from, like, TV. Like, I wanted to start learning Spanish when I watched Dora the Explorer. So I think, like, television for young kids is, like, what shapes, like, their goals and, like, how they want to see themselves when they're older. And I think, like, encouraging reading in one of these shows is very important because then if, like, some kid gets really attached to, like, one of the characters, like, oh, I want to be just like Tyler when I grow up, then they're probably going to have reading as, like, one of their goals for themselves. Having kids who have characters on screen encouraging them to read, whether it's Odd Squad, Sesame Street, Wildcats, or Drawn In, I think it is very needed that more shows are encouraging kids to read because as an African-American myself, just seeing how low those literacy rates are, they need to get back up. And I just hope that the kids get out of this too. It is very okay to just go in the library and just spend a couple of hours just reading or finding a book that you like. There's nothing wrong with that. And I promise you there's a character out there who you will relate to, who you will love like your best friend, and that will encourage you to read more, and it is going to just help you in the long run. Most important question, are you all having fun? Yes, Yes. of course. (laughs) Those are three of the St. Louis voice actors featured in the new 9PBS show Drawn In. Thanks to 7th grader Riley Adams and 9th graders Rico Martin Jr. and Leah Yogi. They're in school today, so we thank them for coming here last Friday evening. Alex Stallings is still with us. She's the Senior Director of Early Learning at 9PBS, and we're talking about early literacy through the initiative Drawn In, and that includes a show now airing on 9PBS and available online. So having heard the this part of the cast and you know you've talked about place and representation how do we see in the first episode the fun and representative representation and collaboration so as they as they are drawn into the story um and i do want to mention that this is at drawnin.org. So if you have a chance to visit drawnin.org, you'll be able to see the richness of the initiative With the children, they are faced with challenges. They are faced with 
things that they must deal with in their day, but they are not insurmountable. And that's really, that's the core of each episode in terms of how they work together, how they know to push through challenges. And it's also reinforced that they're not alone. So there's a lead character, Lady M, that leads not only with language and vocabulary, which is an important part of the, the initiative, but with guidance and wisdom. And so they are able to overcome and be successful. So can you give an example of one of those challenges that the kids have to overcome in the series? So as they're interacting with the comic books, we know that imagination is such a critical part of reading and really being able to envision the story and feel that you are a part of the story and that the characters come to life for you. And so that is what happens with the characters in Drawn In. So some of um, they might deal with a nemesis or two. Um, and as that character leaps from the page, uh, they must come together to make their world right again and be able to close the chapter on those books. And I believe from what I've seen, there's a, a vacuum somewhere involved. Oh, in yes. One of the episodes. Yes, yes. We have a, a touch of the robot revolution. <laughs> now, words and images are two kinds of text, but voice going back to what the kids uh, shared, voice is something that gets read too. So what sort of difference or impact does it make to have drawn in characters voiced by local, diverse talent? It's about seeing yourself, but also hearing, hearing and knowing that you are in a conversation with with those that you would hear as friends, hear as family, and hear relatable voices. Uh, we have, and St. Louis Public Radio has, has had uh, segments on things around regional dialect and language, and so there are ways that that shows up in the dialogue of the characters, and also with the scripts. Uh, the scripts were reviewed prior to, to going to broadcast to ensure that there's natural speech and there's a way that uh, the children can communicate because we want to make sure that, certainly, that the range of vocabulary is used, but it's, but it's used and it's, the children are able to interact in a relatable way. And then there's the recognition part of it as well. So as we've been speaking together, Drawn In has gotten its first live on-air broadcast on Channel 9. And in terms of what folks can anticipate when it comes to future episodes... How can they tune into it through the TV? Oh, well, we definitely want to send you to 9pbs.org to check the schedule because we want to make sure that you know uh, the broadcast times. Uh, there are um, re-airs of what debuted today. And we will also want to mention that we included live action segments in longer pieces. And so you'll see the short episodes available online, digital first, but then you'll see the longer segments too. And that this is something, um, I want to echo something that one of our young talents said. Um, she, she said it's important so everyone can come. Everyone is welcome. And everyone is welcome. We've seen this resonate um, all the way through adults. So if you are a fan of comic books, if you are a fan of St. Louis stories, there are all different entry points for this, but there's a place for you in this. And the language used actually does scaffold from pre-K through 12th grade. So there's quite a, quite a bit of uh, application here as, you, as you're drawn in. In this last minute or so, can you share a quick anecdote that captures 
how drawn in is working to move that proverbial needle on literacy? Absolutely. Uh, One of the most recent experiences, and I have to go with the most recent because there's so many powerful moments. I was at Frable Literacy Academy, and the students were writing their own comic books. And what I saw, I leaned over one student's shoulder, and as she was preparing to read her comic book, it was the About Me section, about the author. And she had filled that in with over a paragraph describing herself as an author. And the fact that it wasn't just the story that she included, it was that she saw herself in that way and was proud to be an author and to tell her own story. That's really the best it can get. Alex, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. This segment was produced by Maya Norfleet and Elaine Cha. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.